Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. We'll get a review of Norwegian Epic on this episode. Excited about this interview coming up, too, because I'm sailing uh, a Norwegian ship in the Med next month. So I'm curious to see how they run things over there on their Mediterranean itineraries. Uh, Looking forward to that cruise, too. Just paid off my gratuities two days ago. So, uh, yeah. Sherry Kennedy's here with Cruise News in just a couple of seconds. Also, our Facebook group, Cruise Radio News. It just hit 2,000 people. Uh, Come on in there and kick around the cruise conversation. If you're lurking in there and afraid to comment, don't be. Shoot a comment and give us your two cents. Let's see. What else? Oh, yes. A couple of things added to the website. Of course, our search feature now where you can type in a keyword and search our over 4,000 articles to find what you're looking for. That's on the left-hand side of cruiseradio.net. If you're uh, on the mobile version, it's towards the bottom of the site. Also, our cruise excursion search engines on there as well. You can find a link there at cruiseradio.net. All right. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. So Norwegian Cruise Line made a couple of announcements earlier this week, and one is kind of close to your home port down there. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, Norwegian Sun will be moving to Port Canaveral uh, next year. She's, she's going to spend the uh, fall and winter of this year cruising South America and then go into dry dock in British Columbia for a couple of weeks. And then after a 17-day Panama Canal cruise from Seattle, the ship will make its way around the bend in Florida to Port Canaveral. And this is the other exciting thing. It will be sailing four-day itineraries to Key West and Havana, Cuba, from right here in the Space Coast. So we're all all excited. It's been in all the newspapers. I also read where the ship is going all-inclusive with beverages. Yes, it will be. There will be the uh, uh, unlimited complimentary beverage packages. So they're not going to have to pay for that. That's going to be included. So that really is an all-inclusive feature. Yeah, so I'm curious to see. So Norwegian Sky launched this program in 2016. Now Norwegian Sun is doing it. Curious to see who's going to be next, you know? We've all heard the scuttlebutt that, you know, maybe it's going to be down the line and all the ships will have this. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, at some point, doesn't it have to be padded into the price? Yeah, totally. Um, Carnival's third ship, Carnival Vista 3, officially underway. Vista 3 construction began last week in Italy, and the ship is still unnamed. Uh, it's a big tradition where they cut the first piece of steel during a ceremony, and this ship is scheduled to debut in the fall of 2019. So we still have two years to go. But uh, being a sister ship to the Carnival Vista and to the almost ready-to-go Carnival Horizon, they're going to include the, the really popular Havana Cabana concept, you know, another ship-within-a-ship thing with the cabins and the outdoor bars and an infinity pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we still don't know where the ship will be sailing or from where. You know, this is the, one of the first carnival ships that they're launching in the fall in a long time. Because, I mean, going all the way back to, I remember, Carnival Dream, that was launched in the fall of, what, 09? And then everything seemed to be um, in the springtime. Spring launch of Magic, spring launch of Breeze, relaunch of Sunshine, and then Vista, now Horizon, next March. So um, going back to fall in 2019, digging that. Uh, also, Carnival hosted their first social media-powered barbecue. Please explain this. Sure, and that's easier said than done. But Carnival Cruise Line joined Operation Homefront last week over the 4th of July uh, holiday few days there that we had to thank men and women serving at the Marine Corps Air Station 
in San Diego. And this is kind of interesting. Hamburger buns were lasered using some sort of a culinary laser printer and inscribed with heartfelt messages of thanks to all the service members. Now, this is kind of strange because making it the social media-powered barbecue, people use the hashtag, thank you, burger, in tweets and in posts of gratitude on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then 15,000 of all these messages from across social media were transmitted in real time to some sort of a tech-enabled grill, and they were printed onto the hamburger buns and served during the barbecue. And to cap it all off, Carnival Cruise Line donated $25,000 to Operation Homefront. It looks like Royal Caribbean is going to be testing a new drink policy for Harmony of the Seas. Give us the details. Yeah, you're seeing a throwback to the old days when if one person in the cabin purchased the deluxe drink package, the other person, the adult in the cabin, would have to also purchase it. And currently, um, there was a lot of protest from that pack from that whole package concept. So Royal Caribbean, for a while, dropped the other person having to purchase it also, which meant um, you know that they could share it if someone really wanted to do that. But however, beginning with the September thirty sailing of the Harmony of the Seas, the company is going to run an eight week test program, which will change the policy, which means that if one guest, wants to purchase the package. All guests 21 years and older must do the same. And, uh, you know, it's to cut back on sharing. So apparently sharing is not caring. You know, it's funny because there's always, of course, you're going to have pushback on this and mixed feelings. But a lot of people are saying, I think they'll soon discover this is not a good idea because a lot of people are cruising Royal Caribbean just because of this. Like one spouse might drink and the other one may not drink, you know? I don't know if you want to say it punishes the non-drinker or the person that just cannot consume all that liquor and and coffee and tea and, you know, bottled water in, in a week or however long the trip is going to be. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens after this eight-week test trial. Well, we all know that when they cruise lines normally test something, they're probably going to move forward with it. But we don't know that for a fact, but just like if history repeats itself, you know? And especially at Royal Caribbean, they change their whole programs occasionally, and they don't go back. Hey, you're from Chicago, right? I am. I read where Norwegian Cruise Line is parting ways with their Second City Comedy Partnership, kind of like they parted ways with Blue Man Group uh, a couple of years ago. So they're still going to have the comedy clubs, just not the partnership with Second City Comedy, right? Yeah. Did you know I was in Second City? In I Chicago? did not know that. I know, you did, yep. I know you did radio up there. I didn't know that. But yeah, early in 2018, Norwegian Cruise Line is going to cut their longstanding commitment with Second City Comedy Troupe. Um, They've been performing on Norwegian ships since 2005, so that's 13 years. Um, Currently, there's only three Norwegian ships, the Breakaway, the Gem, and the Dawn, which have special venues for the Second City Improvisational Troupe to perform. Um, And they've been performing two different shows during a course of a cruise. One is family-friendly, which, you know, that's cute and all. And then there's a late-night version that's much more... Mm, risque, and they do that several nights a week, but uh, it's too bad. Uh, you know, they, they were kind of fun. I remember when they first launched, oh gosh, way back at, they had a debut of it at the old, the first Cruise 360, I think, that I went to. They brought, uh, that was part of the inter- entertainment for the night. So they will be missed, but you know what? Things cycle through, and sometimes humor just changes. 
Before we go here, Sherry, Travel Leaders just released a survey of like a thousand people they surveyed. If you were on a cruise and someone cut in front of you in a buffet line, what would you do? So what would you do, Sherry? <laughs> well, I've got very pointy elbows. <laughs> okay. So 60% of the people said, I wouldn't do anything. It's only food. And 24.6% said, say something directly to the individual. And then 14.5% said, stay quiet, even though it really bothers me. No, <laughs> we'll I, would, I would just um, say something politely, like, what, what the heck are you doing? You uh, we'll read one more here. If cruise passengers near your stateroom were smoking on their balcony, when it's clearly stated you can't smoke out there, what would you do? Well, what have I done in the past is I've <laughs> called the front desk after standing on my balcony coughing, you know, pretend coughing, then I just call the front desk and I say, hmm, I think someone's smoking up here, but I don't want them to know it was me that called. So don't tell them, but just get up here right away. <laughs> so <laughs> probably no anyway. 72% of the people said the same thing you just did. And oh. then 14.4% um, would say something directly to the individual. And 12.4% said it wouldn't bother me. So there you go. Thank you, Sherry. Have a good one. You too, Doug. See ya. This is Cruise Radio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Want more Cruise Radio? Find a library of over 400 episodes on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. Craig and his family just returned from a seven-night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Epic over in the Mediterranean, and Craig's on the line. Hey, Craig. Hey, Doug. So, uh, yeah, excited to hear all about Norwegian Epic. I, I did the inaugural on her like seven years ago or so, so it's been a little while. So before we get to the ship itself, of course, as always, we'll take a step back and give me some of your pre-cruise thoughts here. What made you want to sail Norwegian Epic in the Med? Well, we were traveling with another family, friends of ours, my daughter's best friend and our friends, and um, we wanted to take the girls on a cruise right after they finished junior high school. So we decided on Western Mediterranean, and so we taught, worked with our travel agent to really narrow it down to a few options, and we decided on the epic sailing. Um, June 25th was a great timing for us. Barcelona was in enticing for us. We wanted to check out the city for a few days before the cruise left, and then... Um, you know, other things that helped us choose this sailing was like the variety of amenities on the ship, both for adults and for teens. You know, the ports of call that we hit 
and also their Norwegian uh, free at sea promotion definitely kind of tipped us in their favor. Awesome. Now you're up in Halifax in uh, Nova Scotia, so you had to get over to Barcelona. Uh, how many days um, did you spend in Barcelona before you embarked on the Epic? So we actually did four nights in Barcelona. It's an overnight trip, as you can imagine, to Europe from here. Mm-hmm. And um, so we really wanted to get a sense you know, for the city. So four nights before the cruise. So you spent four days in Barcelona. Uh, what'd you do there? The first couple of days, we did the hop on, hop off. So it gave us a chance to really see a lot of sites in, uh, you know, pretty pretty easy fashion. Um, did a lot of the Gaudi event, you know, spots, the Park Güell and uh, Sagrada Familia, and, and all of that. Went to a nice village. Went to lots of restaurants. Had some great tapas and lots of cava and sangria, and nice. <laughs> really, really took it all in. So let's talk about getting on to Norwegian Epic now. So you make your way to the cruise terminal in Barcelona. Pretty nice terminal they have over there. How was embarkation for you? It was quite smooth. Um, the, the terminal is you know, right downtown. So from our hotel, it was probably less than 10 minutes to get there. Our boarding time was indicated as 12 noon. So And it said not to arrive more than an hour before. So we left the hotel around 11.20 at the cruise port by 11.30. It probably took about half an hour to get you know drop our luggage get through the line to go through security and go get our key cards and all of that and, you know, make your way towards the ship. So I'd play about 30 minutes. There is a mall right there by the cruise terminal. I forgot what it's called, but um, there's like yeah. a, there's a statue of Christopher Columbus, I think, right there. That's right there so, in the Maramagnum Mall. Yep. Yeah. There's so of- my first med cruise was actually Barcelona. So I was at the cruise terminal, got to the ship a little bit early. So I wanted to go into that mall and walk around. And I didn't know you could actually walk to the mall if you wanted to from right there at the cruise terminal. I thought it was like super far away. So I asked the uh, cab to take me there. And so I get there and uh, he went a long way. He totally took me for a ride, 40 euro when I could have walked in like probably 15, 20 minutes. So uh, big mistake there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, good tip. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so you, uh, you get on the ship. What are your first impressions of Norwegian Epic? First of all, I mean, as you're pulling up to the ship, it's very open there. So you really get a good view of the ship and you could just tell how big it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's gorgeous. So you're getting up to the ship and uh, walk the gangway. And we got on, uh, I think we we're on deck six when we got on. So you could see a little bit, uh, not a huge, huge atrium there, but um, you could see some of the some of the areas that you were going to be able to explore. One thing we did right away, too, was what I had read in advance was um, you can go down to Headliners, which is where their club is, some of the entertainment in the evening. Mm-hmm. And they've got people there set up to help you register for any of the entertainment that's going on during the week. So we did that right away to you know kind of get that checked off. And we also took our girls to the uh, the Entourage Team Lounge and got them all set up for, for the week in there as well. Nice. So uh, what kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? So we had uh, the two families. We had two uh, midship balcony staterooms. And, you know, overall, they were really nice. Um, they looked very new. I know the ship uh, w- w- you know, launched in 2010. It was refurbished just about a year and a half ago. It looked all brand new. Tons of storage, you know, a really nice size balcony, you know, your coffee maker, your TV, you know, all the usual stuff in the room. I'd say the only downside, and you've heard this before, Doug, about the Epic, was the bathroom situation. Mm-hmm. So especially with the balcony cabins. You've got those frosted glass kind of rounded doors. Uh-huh. The toilet and the sink are separate and, and, the, uh, and, the, and the shower are separate. So it, it, it kind of makes sense that you can kind of multiple people can be doing different, different things at different times, but it doesn't really give you the privacy that, that some people might like. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that curtain you can pull across, but you know, it's just something to be aware of. You know, it didn't concern us going into it. And um, you know, we kind of made the best of it. And real, actually what I did, another tip is um, – 
I do this when we travel in, in hotels and stuff too anyway, is I go down to the gym and then go get ready there for the day. So okay. in this case, I went up tw- two floors from the 12th floor to the 14th to the gym and, you know, did a little, got a little exercise, went, got, you know, showered and dressed there and was good to go. I felt like the, uh, the showers were really big though on those, in those balcony state rooms, right? They are. Yeah. yeah really it's deep. really big and nice. Yeah. And, and, um, but you know, I tell you what, the shower in the gym is even bigger. Oh yeah. <laughs> and nice. Okay, so let's talk about the dining options you did here on um, Norwegian Epic. So, of course, Norwegian always has that offer where you can pick one, two, three, four things, depending on uh, what level of stateroom you have. Did you pick a dining package for this one? We did. Okay. So we took the uh, the unlimited beverage package and the dining package. And on the seven-day sailing, it was a three-night dining package. So uh, with that, we went to the Teppanyaki, we went to Cagney Steakhouse, and we went to the uh, Moderno uh, Brazilian restaurant. You know, they were all amazing. I'd say Cagney's was our favorite, uh, just because of the quality of the food. You know, those of us that had the steak and, and uh, that had fish, I mean, we all loved it. The teppanyaki, of course, is extremely entertaining. You know, the sake is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the Brazilian, I was really looking forward to that because I've been to those in other places. And it did not disappoint. The salad bar is amazing. Uh, and then, the, the you know, the meat they bring is just, uh, you know, phenomenal. So, so we definitely enjoyed those three specialty dining. But even if we hadn't had that, I got to say, uh, we were very impressed with the main dining rooms. We did eat at the Manhattan Room one night. And um, that's like a New York style club. It's, it's very well appointed. And they've got the band playing in the background and great food. And we also ate at the, uh, the Shanghai Chinese restaurant, which was really good. And they also have a noodle bar that's kind of attached to the restaurant that you get to sit at the bar and talk to the chef. And so that was fun as well. And we had another dinner at, uh, at Ocean's, the, the Irish pub. The Brazilian steakhouse, did you think they had great cuts of meat there? You know what they do, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's and it's really varied. And I've been to these before, so I always tell people you get that coaster that's green on one side and red on the other. Mm-hmm. And when they're bringing the cheap stuff, keep it red, like the chicken <laughs> legs and stuff like that, and the sausages. And then when they get to the good stuff, like the filet mignon and the lamb chops and all that, you know, make sure it's green, right? So yeah. you're getting the good stuff. But yeah, it was really good. Very cool. What did you think of um, Oshihan's, the sports bar and grill there? Yeah, I really like Oceans. I mean, it's open 24 hours, so if you're hungry any time of day, you can always go down there and, and, and get some food, get get a drink. And like I said, we actually, you know, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people actually have dinner there, but we did one night. We had a, an early show one night, and um, we just, it was close to where we were going to be, and we just said, you know what, let's go there. And we actually all really enjoyed it. Everything that we had, um, everybody, you know, everybody enjoyed. What about the buffet area? Did you do any kind of lunches or breakfast there? Yeah, we sure did. We went to the buffet. Typically, what we would do in the morning is we would order the, uh, we'd fill out the little sheet for room service, and we put that outside our door for you know for the night before, and that became known as first breakfast. So we, you know, we'd get the coffee and the tea and you know the the pastries and so forth. And I got to tell you, I was, I, like on most ships, that's typically the best coffee you will find is what you get delivered from room service, and mm. that was the, that definitely the case on the Epic as well. Better than the coffee you can make in the room yourself. Better than coffee you get in the buffet. So, and they had some really nice pastries and things like that. And then most days, if we had time, we would also head to the Garden Cafe, the buffet, for a little bit more breakfast. And um, one thing that not everybody is familiar with there is if you head to kind of the back of the buffet, you'll see a set of stairs going down to La Cucina, the Italian specialty restaurant. Mm-hmm. And that's used for extra seating during breakfast and lunch. So I encourage you to go down there, have your breakfast or your lunch down there. It's much nicer than you know standing up in, in, or sitting up in the regular buffet. And the views are are amazing. But uh, yeah, the food was good. You need to really walk around the entire buffet because the stations are all quite different. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we learned early on, don't start getting food and then keep walking because there's so much to see. Your food will be cold by the time you eat. So take a walk around, see what's there, you know, then go get your food and, and go sit down. You mentioned whenever you first boarded the ship, you went to the box office to get your, um, your show squared away. What did you think of the entertainment on board? So the entertainment was good. There was a lot of it. So there's two main shows, uh, main kind of Broadway-style shows. The, the, the first one, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. It was really good. It is rated PG-16. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do warn you know children and people who are overly sensitive, they say, not to attend. It's a bit racy in parts, uh, but it's very well done. We all went and we really enjoyed it. And the other main show is called uh, Burn the Floor. Uh, it's, it's a dancing-themed show. It was also really good, but we saw it, I think, on our second last night. Uh, I was getting kind of tired by that point, so i got to tell you, I actually slept through a bit parts of that, <laughs> but not because it wasn't good. I woke up for all the clapping. It was really good. Um, we saw the Epic Beatles, which are in the uh, venue called the Cavern Club. So if you want to go to that, get there early because it's a fairly small venue, and if you, especially if you want a seat. We watched some of the, the Howl of the Moon, the Dueling Pianos. So they were very entertaining. I saw a little bit of The Impressionist. Uh, he wasn't my favorite, but the people who were there did really seem to like it. And uh, we also did the uh, – there's a new um, event they have called the Escape Room, and it's called Escape the Big Top. It's held in where they have their uh, the Spiegel tent or their Circa Dreams shows. And uh, that, that was kind of fun. It takes an hour, and they set you up in groups of eight, and you solve a puzzle. So that was really good. You know, we did some bowling at Oceans. That was fun. You know, the casino was good. And we even spent a little time in the karaoke. Nice. And, um, you know, our girls even convinced uh, those da- the dads within us to um, to get up and sing with them, which was interesting. <laughs> is there video of that? Unfortunately, there is. <laughs> okay. uh, I haven't seen it, you know, on the Internet yet, but uh, let's hope it stays that way. Oh, nice. Uh, so, sea days, of course, these Mediterranean cruises are very, very port intensive. Uh, how many sea days did you have? So we were scheduled to have one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we had two. We weren't able to dock in Livorno, and it was the first time ever that this ship has not been able to dock in Livorno. Uh, but the winds were very high, uh, and they just they tried, but they just couldn't get in. So we ended up having two sea days. The first one was the first full day, and it was a it was a counterclockwise uh, cruise of the Western Mediterranean. So it took all all day to get to Naples for the first port. And there's so many different areas and activities, both inside and outside, of things to do. There's always space. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're an adult and you want to get away from the kids, there's the Spice H2O, which is like two decks. And, you know, it's adults only during the day. And also um, there's a little known outdoor area on deck, I guess, kind of 18 ish. When you come out of the buffet, there's two elevators. The one on the right is for Haven guests only. Mm-hmm. The one on the left will take you to the Haven. But you can also take it to this quiet zone. And um, you go up there, and there's hardly anybody up there. And there's lots of loungers, and I did some really nice ones towards the front of the ship. And then you can take yet another set of stairs up to this small area where there's about six of these kind of really large, round, kind of cushioned wicker chairs to to hang out. So there's lots of space, lots of places to go. And um, we elected not to pay for the posh Mm -hmm. area, which which would have given you some more space and and more privacy also if you needed it. Out of all the ports you went to, what was your favorite? You know, I would say Naples, actually. Mm-hmm. It was our first port. And the reason being, we did two things there. We went for a half-day guided tour of Pompeii, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Uh, you, we could have spent longer there, but we really enjoyed it. So much history, and it definitely was a good thing to have a guide there. And then we really wanted to stop in Naples for uh, pizza for lunch. And we asked around for a number of different recommendations, but we had the drive with the tour back towards the port. And we asked the, the uh, our guide... 
um, what they would recommend for, for a pizza place. And we ended up down on the waterfront, which was walking distance from the ship at a place called Irie di Napoli. It was like the second place along as you're leaving the ship and heading towards those restaurants along the water. Mm -hmm. Best pizza we ever had. All fresh, all, you know, handmade. And they even had gluten-free pizza, which I like, um, made from scratch. You know, best, best we ever had. Did you do Rome? We did. We did Rome. Uh, Rome, we did the highlights tour with the ship. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? And it, it exceeded our expectations. I thought we were going to kind of drive around and say, hey, you know, there's that out the window and that out the window. But we stopped in so many places. And they even took us like, you know, we had a guide and they took us for a walking tour uh, through St. Paul's Cathedral, Pantheon. You know, we stopped at the Trevi Fountain, the Coliseum, St. Peter's Square. Uh, and they had those headsets so the guide could talk and you could always hear them no matter kind of how far away you were. Mm -hmm. It was really well done. Cool. And um, let's see, we'll have time for one more port. Give me another favorite you had. I'll give you Can um, okay. because really in, in Mallorca, the last one, we, did, we got off the ship, went for a walk and got back on. But uh, so in Can, uh, it was a tender port. So that was interesting. A couple of things I learned there was it doesn't really matter what tender kind of letter or whatever you get. You don't have to go at that time. You can go anytime after that that you want, which was good for us because we, we liked that flexibility. So we got off around 11, 1130, and I wanted really wanted to see Monte Carlo, Monaco. It's been a dream of mine. So everybody else wanted to kind of walk around Cannes. So I hoofed it to the train station, got a train ticket, took a train for an hour to Monaco, walked around, saw the casino, saw the Formula One track, found a Starbucks, you know, and uh, and took the train back to Cannes. So, but Cannes was gorgeous. Even when I got back, I got to walk down to the down to the beach. You know, had a drink, walked in the sand, walked in the water, and and made it back to the ship. So yeah, Cannes was nice. Cool. So you get back to uh, Barcelona, and it's time to disembark the ship. How was that process for you? Process was really good, actually. We um, by the time the day before that we actually went to get our luggage tags, the only ones left were like really early in the morning. But we asked at guest services, and they said, you know what, it doesn't really matter. So, you know, our tag said like six forty-five in the morning, but we didn't end up getting off the ship till about eight forty-five. And mm -hmm. sure enough, we got down there, and our luggage was off the ship. Right, so that was nice. It probably took us about ten minutes from like including all the walking to get off the ship and out the door. Oh, um, okay. The piece that talked a little bit longer was waiting, getting a taxi, which we decided just to, you know, get one that morning and not prearrange anything. Probably took us about 20 minutes to, to wait for a taxi, but that was probably the better option. The taxi is a 39 euro flat fare to the airport, whereas the, you know, the cruise line wanted $30 US per person for the shuttle. Okay. So, you know, we elected for the taxi and it worked out for us. Awesome. Well, do you have any tips for people sailing Norwegian Epic? Any like first time tips maybe? I would say definitely do your research before you go. There's so much to do on board and there's you know so much to do in the ports of call. So just kind of you know read up and do your research. Uh, we our group used the Google Keep app to kind of be able to go in and share what we were thinking of, what we wanted to do and kind of what we wanted to do each day and that kind of thing. So that was a lot of fun. Even though Norwegian is freestyle, I would encourage people to do book your shows and your dining 90 days in advance. Once you've fully paid and you get to that 90 days, you can go in on your MyNCL account and make reservations. Even, you know, be freestyle, make a different time each day, and you can change them once you get on the ship. But at least you've got something, you know, the places you want to go, at least you've got them down. And then, um, you know, I would encourage people to check out all the different uh, lounges, too. There were some that were really nice. Like there's one called Cagney's Bar, which is in between the Cagney's and Moderno restaurants. So people kind of think that you have to be going to the restaurant to use it, but you don't. It's one of the nicer ones on the ship. And it's fairly quiet if the other places are, are really busy. So, yeah, those are some good tips. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight for you? You know, I'd say it was probably Naples. I think we just, uh, you know, exceeded our expectations just uh, going to Pompeii. 
you know, the amazing pizza lunch. You know, we just had a really good time that day. Cool. Well, in closing here, Craig, give me your final thoughts of Norwegian Epic. There's so much to do on this ship. Um, you know, do some research, plan ahead. Um, and then the planning ahead, I found, made it a lot more exciting for a long time leading up to the trip, not only just on the cruise itself. Definitely use the room service form to order your morning coffee and tea. And you know what? You're on vacation, so get the pastries too. Mm-hmm. Um, the best drinks, I, I would say, are at the Atrium Bar. They make everything fresh. And malting shakers and uh, Cagneys on Deck 7, they're all really great too. And the one thing I found is if you, want, if you have a stateroom at the balcony, you can go get a couple of glasses of wine and take them back to your balcony and enjoy them there as well. Um, I would say give yourself some breaks. They can be really full days. I wouldn't try to do a full excursion every day. Um, they usually leave the first thing in the morning, like 8 o'clock. So, but for places like Cannes and Mallorca, you can start later in the morning and still have a good afternoon. And um, last tip would be that sail away is actually at 6, not 5.15. So, you know, take that into account when you're making your dinner reservations for that first day. Awesome. We've been talking with Craig about his seven-night Western Mediterranean cruise aboard Norwegian Epic. Craig, thanks for sharing it with us, bud. Thank you, Doug. It's my pleasure. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.